We still have no indication today of any arrest in the stabbing death of 17-year-old Ethan Bestflag. He was stabbed on the 503, the second such stabbing on the 503 bus in Surrey this month. On April 1st, a victim survived after having his throat slashed. Two big questions about this latest death. A death involving a teen, a young man who was good at school, loved video games, and of course deserved to feel safe, like everybody else, safe taking public transit. But one question is, in what world is it acceptable to lose your life while taking a bus, a public transit bus? And how is the family supposed to come to terms with this? Well, here is Ethan's mother, Holly. I'm, I'm in shock. Um, I don't want to believe it. Uh, yeah, I am in complete shock. I don't, I don't know when that's going to like stop. And you can hear a baby in there. Ethan was a brother of young siblings and uh, somebody that was looked up to by his family and well-loved. And how should a parent feel about safety? He was on the bus home, like coming home. And you're thinking being on the bus that you're supposed to be safe on the bus. It's a tough one. And we're getting a better picture of who Ethan was. Andrea Vandergrad is Ethan's step-aunt and one of the organizers of a GoFundMe page. And she joins us this afternoon. Andrea, I am so sorry for your loss and the family's loss. Um, our hearts go out to you, goes out to the family, and so many people are mourning this one. I know it's tough. Tell me about Ethan. Ethan was a good boy. He did good grades. Everybody liked him. He looked after his sisters. He's got an 11-month-old and a two-year-old sister. He was stepped up and helped his mother anytime that she needed it. Um, This is just a senseless tragedy, a a kid in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're a step-aunt. You must have some personal memories, some connections uh, with Ethan, something that sheds a little bit more life on the type of kid he is. Well, I can tell you two weeks ago in the pouring rain, he needed to earn some extra cash um, to help out. And he was over here in the pouring rain for the entire day, uh, raking my backyard for leaves. That's just the type of kid he was. He'd step up and help anybody, do what anybody asked. Always had a big smile on his face. Yeah. I know it's tough. Uh, We've seen pictures of Ethan and I think many of us can relate he is a very typical quirky neat looking kid and uh, his life is gone and I'm sorry I'm very sorry to hear that how do you come to terms how does the family come to terms with that uh, right now they're staying with us Um, we're trying to help out with the little ones just you know, sometimes as a parent, if you lose a child, like just the idea of trying to get yourself out of bed and go through the motions all day, every day, especially during this, such a tragic loss and such a senseless loss, it's, it's difficult. I, I, I don't know how she's even managing to get up in the morning. I know I couldn't. And uh, it's just, it's overwhelming how many people have donated to the GoFundMe page and how many people have stopped by with groceries and just 
you know, being reminded as a community that that uh, you're not alone, that we love you, and that there is good in the world is just so important. What grade was Ethan in? He was grade 11. Grade 11. So next year would have been going on to uh, grade 12. What are we hearing from, do you know, have you heard anything from classmates or the school? Uh, one of the school representatives actually stopped by about an hour ago just to tell us like how much he loved Ethan and how active Ethan was in the school and and you know that he just can't believe that this this boy who was just had a smile on his face everywhere he went was the one that they chose to do this to. It's tough when you hear the loss of anyone and it's tragic for a school when you hear about the loss of a young person, a classmate, somebody that people knew. It's even tougher when you can relate to how it happened. Uh, on a bus, on a public transit bus, I take the 503, take it from SkyTrain out to Clayton Heights. I know that route very well. I've taken it many, many times myself. And so have so many other people. He deserved to feel safe. He did, and you get on the bus with the idea that you're going to get off on the other side. And just thinking about that poor boy laying there alone, none of his family around him, the, the fear he must have had he must have been terrified and tuesday night he actually expressed some of uh his fears by texting his mother didn't he he uh, he did send a text that uh some teens had gotten on the bus and he was worried um he was they were they were harassing him and he was going to try to get off and uh get away but it was too late And I'm just uh, trying to imagine how Holly, his mother, would feel getting that text. Have you talked to her about it? Is she able to talk about it? Um, She's talked a lot about it. Um, It's just heartbreaking. I I can't say anything. All I can do and all a community can do is just, you know, get behind them and, and tell them, you know, like, this is a senseless tragedy and one that we're seeing all too often whether it's school shootings or bus stabbings, or this is not something that we should have to live in our day-to-day life. We shouldn't be afraid of leaving our houses and going out in public or taking SkyTrain or buses or going to school. It, like, these are things we're supposed to feel safe doing. This, they, we're supposed to be protected. We're talking with Andy, Andrea Vandergrat. Uh, she is Ethan's step-aunt. And she has organized a GoFundMe page for Ethan. Uh, Very difficult for the family. But you did mention the community and the safety factor and about feeling safe. Are you satisfied with the response from the RCMP? We don't have an arrest um, and we don't have any indication how we should feel safe, although we are told that there is nothing to fear. What do you think of that? Uh. You know, they said it's an isolated incident and for the public not to be afraid. But this isn't, it may be an isolated incident for the for these particular people that, that caused this tragedy. But it's not an isolated incident in the fact that it's happening every other week now. And yes, there are people, the police need to do something. Maybe more outreach groups, more support in and mental health, I, I don't know what we can do, but something needs to change. Andrea, is there going to be a service for Ethan? Right now, we're still trying to get through the last couple of days. Um, there will be 
coming up. And uh, I know the, the parents would love to have anybody who would love to come and support and show that, you know, we are a community and we are people and we are not alone. Okay. In the meantime, tell me about the GoFundMe. Um, so there's two GoFundMe set up. One's from Daphne Miller and then the other one's for me on Andrea Vandergrat. You can just uh, search Ethan Bestbeck's name and uh, give anything you can, $5, a dollar. Just, just help us, you know, help us help them so that, you know, they're not going to be able to work for a while while they deal with the outcome and the investigation and then court dates coming up. And so if we can help them stay on their feet and not fall under and be forgotten. Absolutely. And I think that not being forgotten and not letting this get caught uh, in other headlines that are seemingly more important than this one, it is a story that we have to follow. It's, uh, it's about public safety. It's about confidence in a public transit system. It's about so much more. It's about being a parent. It's about being a family. And Andrea, thanks so much for, uh, for sharing your thoughts. I appreciate it. All the best to you. And please pass along hugs from so many people to those family members. Thank you very much.